0: One, two, three.
1: Welcome to Three Song Stories, the show that brings out the storyteller and our guests with the help of songs that revive strong memories for them. Thanks for listening. I'm Mike Connery. Our guest this week is Katie Fogarty. Katie's a junior majoring in journalism at Florida Gulf Coast University. Since moving to FGCU from Cleveland, Ohio, Katie's been involved in Eagle News, the FGCU Odyssey magazine, the journalism department at FGCU as a teaching assistant, and WGCU as news reporting intern. Over the summer, Katie plans to intern at the Mississippi Center for Investigative Reporting in Jackson, Mississippi. She says in her free time, she enjoys hiking, cooking, and reading classic literature. Hey there, Katie. How are you?
0: Great. How are you, Mike?
1: I'm doing very well. Thank you for uh, doing this on such short notice. Uh, Tell us just a little bit about your time here at FGCU and WGCU so far.
0: Yeah. So currently I'm a second year journalism student. Um, I work at WGCU as an intern. So that's been really, really cool. Um, Just doing some news reporting stuff. So I create content for the WGCU website with written articles. And I've done a little bit um, regarding radio and TV, but um, it's been a fun time. I've, I'm have i a third semester TA for the journalism program, so I'm just trying to get as involved as I can because I love writing, I love reporting, um, and especially being here at WGCU, it's just been a terrific experience.
1: Do you live on campus?
0: I do. I'm an RA.
1: Okay. I was going to ask, you know, what were you listening to when you drove here today, but you didn't drive here today. Oh, did unfortunately, you, did you, did you, no. <laughs> Do you listen to music while you're walking across campus?
0: Uh, No, I don't.
1: Um, When was the last time, and well, I'm going to rephrase this, have you ever purchased music that had physical form?
0: Physical form? What do you mean?
1: Music that you can hold in your hand.
0: Oh, unfortunately, I'm not that savvy. But whenever I get a chance, like driving, um, I'm a big fan of road trips. So especially this summer, I'll be interning at the Mississippi Center for Investigative Reporting. So I plan on listening to many a road trip playlist on Spotify.
1: Well, but my question was, have you ever bought a album or a CD or a cassette or something that has physical form? Because usually people are like, oh, it's been a few years. But I figure, <laughs> since you're a junior in college, maybe you never have.
0: I never have. Yeah just not been something that I've been able to invest in at this point. Okay.
1: Uh, Where'd you grow up?
0: Um, I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio.
1: Okay. How would you describe the musical scene for your childhood? You know, tell us what your parents were listening to, if you had siblings, what you were listening to. Just talk about music as a kid.
0: Yeah. So growing up, I had the privilege to be involved in a choir that introduced me to a large variety of music, whether it was blues or Broadway tunes, jazz. Um, We sang a very wide repertoire. Um, So for about 10 years, I got to travel with this group around Cleveland to different um, performing venues, nursing homes, hospitals, just singing um, anything our director felt like, um, from Barbershop Harmony tunes to the next hit on Broadway. Um, So I got exposed to a wide variety of music, and through this group, I was actually able to travel to different states and to Europe twice. Um, So i've had very what, cool what experiences are, what are you
1: what is your range as a singer are oh you, so
0: i was a second soprano back so, in high school <laughs> that's, that's high yes high enough uh
1: what about music that you were listening to like at home or you know bands or artists you know who were you listening to
0: yeah so mostly i would listen to broadway um or i've always been a big fan of jazz music so when i was a little girl Um, my mom, my mother was a flight attendant for the airline. So whenever she came home, it would be a big deal and she would play, um, big bang music. And we just, um, me and my two younger sisters would just dance with her in our living room while listening to it. So, um, lots of great memories there.
1: If I ask you to flash back to an early musical memory, what would be the first thing that pops into your head?
0: Mm, Probably dancing with my mother and my sisters in our living room, listening to jazz music.
1: Hmm. Um,
0: Oh and previously I said big bang music I meant big band. I knew what I you meant. I wasn't
1: going to I wasn't going to correct you. Um can you recall a time that music moved you in a way like emotionally or somehow that touched you when you were a kid?
0: Um definitely. So one of the songs that left the biggest impact on me was a song from the Broadway musical Dear Evan Hansen. It's called You Will Be Found. My junior year of high school, I was trying to figure out where I w- where I would go for college and During that time, my parents were going through the aftermath of their divorce, so I was figuring out what that meant for me, where I would go from there, Um, and and at the same time, I was working two jobs on top of a rigorous high school program, on top of extracurriculars, on top of choir, Um, so there was just a lot going on, and oftentimes, I would feel helpless, hopeless. Um, I didn't know what the step would be from day after day after day when I felt so tired and and fatigued. Um, So in my choir, we sang the song, You Will Be Found, from the musical, and it just reminded me that no matter what I was going through, um, I wasn't alone in my circumstances. People saw me, people recognized what I was going through, and even though it was a really difficult time, I didn't have to feel like I was doing it on my own. So that made a big difference in my life, just helping me to get through um, a really difficult time.
1: Would you have been aware of Dear Evan Hansen had it not been for the choir? Or, you know, in other words, do you listen to soundtracks from musicals?
0: Um, I do listen for soundtracks from musicals, but I wouldn't have been as aware of the beauty of musicals if it were not for the choir that I was in.
1: Did you ever do any musical theater?
0: A little bit in middle school and high school, but not a ton. Um, like I was in some, some just – Loki plays in middle school and then <laughs> in high school I had a chorus member role in The Little Mermaid, so um, it was fun, but I didn't have enough time to really um, contribute myself to that because I had to work so much.
1: Hmm. I have a seventeen year old daughter who does musical theater and dear Evan Hansen's her favorite show.
0: Oh so it's, it's a beautiful FYI. it has a beautiful soundtrack. <laughs> I'm sure she
1: loves that song too and it probably moves her as well. Uh, did you ever play any instruments?
0: Um. Yeah. So I've dabbled in guitar and piano, but voice was my um, main instrument um, in high school, middle school.
1: Um. Do you remember the first uh, music? Well, obviously, it's not the first music that you physically could hold, but the first music that you chose to have yourself or to make a playlist. Or I'm trying to figure out how to characterize <laughs> this, but you know what I mean. The first like band that you identified with.
0: Yeah, that's a <clears throat> that's a really good question. Let me think about that for a minute. Maybe off the top of my head, the old Taylor Swift, but I mean, everyone was listening to that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm familiar with her, though. Um, okay, well, it is time for your first song. Okay. It's the, uh, it's the, it's the, cor- it's the cor- choral song, right? Yes. Tell us what it is and tell us how you've, you want to listen to it. Do you want to tell the story and then listen to it? Just what is it?
0: Yeah, could we listen to it first?
1: Yeah. This is Stand Together, right? Yeah. And this is, it's it's by Jim Papoulis?
0: Something like that. I don't okay. know how to pronounce it. Okay,
1: well, this is, all right, this is Katie Fogarty's first song on today's episode of Three Song Stories. It's Stand Together, sung by the... I'm guessing how to pronounce this here, Amabile Choirs with Jim Papoulis
0: Conducting.
1: Was that you singing the really high part?
0: Oh, no, that wasn't even my choir, but that song (laughs) takes you back. I
1: meant in the version that you sang in.
0: Oh, yes.
1: (laughs) Were you singing along in your head?
0: A little bit, yeah. um, It just brings me back I remember learning the song for the first time of course before um COVID just kind of shut everything down and limited um the amount that I could perform and participate in that sort of activity I just remember learning it it was such an emotion-filled fun song and I um my director emphasized the need to act along along to the song so instead of just standing and um and belting out notes, we had to look like we believed in what the song said. Um, so this song in particular talks a lot about um, talks a lot about what it means, what it meant for me at least to sing. I sung with the group. I wasn't alone. And just kind of going back to that song, D- You, You're Not Alone, or You'll Be Found from Dear Evan Hansen, um, it just helped me to um, – to continue to persevere through what I was going through, and it formed a sort of therapy for me um, just to relate to the music and to those I was singing with. And the cool thing about this song is that there's a lot of Irish notes or allusions to Irish melodies. So in the summer of 2019, I got to travel to Ireland on a performance tour with that choir, and we got to sing sing this all over from Dublin to Limerick to Kilkenny um, so it was just a really really cool experience and I remember one time we were we were touring Kilkenny just on a little shopping trip or just um, we had a we had a few hours of free time there before our concert at um, at some church I can't remember exactly where but we got on the bus to go to the church for a performance and our bus broke down right in the middle of the street in Kilkenny. Um, and I remember our director was so frantic. He's like, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to be late. So instead of actually making plans to, um, to be at the concert hall in time or whatever it was, he goes out, buys like this rambunctious Irish tambourine. And he's like, guys, we need to rehearse. We need to practice before before a concert so he starts banging this thing as he's like okay guys start sing acapella so for about probably 45 minutes we were waiting for the repairman to come for this but as we were just singing goofing off with each other um just hearing my director's infatuation with this tambourine now um And while we didn't get to tour the city or do anything, like, super fun during that time, um, I just remember it being really, really cool, like, being in this foreign country. I've always dreamed of going to, singing with my friends, goofing off, and just not having a care in the world other than just being in that moment.
1: Hmm. Were you guys singing on the bus or off the bus? Oh, on the bus. Okay. I was imagining you standing (laughs) next to the bus and people walking by.
0: Oh, no. Um, But a few times on tours... Our director would have us do random acapella concerts, whether standing in line for a museum or waiting for the bus to be filled at the gas station. He's, he would be like, OK, guys, um, time to perform, time to practice. And he would get us all in order and we would just start singing whatever he had in mind. Hmm. So,
1: <laughs> Are you with the choir now?
0: Um, I'm not. So I have limited time on my hands now. So I've been focusing mostly on my journalism work. So I haven't been involved in any. Uh, music organization since starting at FGCU.
1: Do you intend to someday once your life settles out a little bit? Yes,
0: one day I would love to. I'm I'm misperforming.
1: Hmm. Do you do karaoke?
0: Oh, that would be fun, but I have not recently.
1: But you have before.
0: Before I have, Yes. What would be
1: your go-to karaoke song?
0: Oh boy. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Probably something. Something classic for sure, like old old school. Taylor Swift or Kelly Clarkson, just yeah, things like that. <laughs>
1: what about something like from Dear Evan Hansen or something like that?
0: Yeah, that'd be fun too. Hmm.
1: Um, so where do you you, were, you went to high school in Ohio? So you didn't? Yeah. you You came down here for FGCU.
0: Yep, I'm just here for school.
1: How did you end up here?
0: Yeah, so uh, my dad has property in Florida, and he has. This Florida Prepaid Program, so he told me, oh. either use Florida Prepaid Program or pay for everything yourself. And I said, okay, Dad, cool.
1: Um, but why FGCU? There's, you know, there's eleven state universities. I know that because I'm a journalist.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so i started I started FGCU um, right when right after COVID hit. So I graduated high school that May after everything went down. Um, so when I was looking for a school. Options in person especially were pretty limited. Um so FGCU was pretty much my only option at the time to start classes during that time in person. And I was so done with my family, I needed to get out, so I chose um FGCU as an excuse to just start co- oh, whoops. <laughs> That's okay. I uh I chose FGCU as an option to just start college in person, get away from home and start learning what it means to do life on my own.
1: How's it been so far?
0: Um it's been good.
1: How do you like Southwest Florida versus Ohio?
0: I definitely took living near the city for granted. I expected Fort Myers to be a lot bigger, honestly. Um but there's a lot of there, there's a lot of opportunities here. And especially with my program at FGCU, I've been fortunate to have a small program where the professors know me know me where it's where the professors know me by name. Um and see what I'm able to do without me explicitly stating, hey, these are the opportunities I want, what's available, but they're able to see me um, and offer me opportunities based on the work that they see.
1: Um, Real quick. So you graduated a couple months after all the lockdown started. So like your second semester of your senior year kind of got dashed, right? Yeah. What was that like?
0: Um, Well, I took this program called the International Baccalaureate Diploma Program. So it's kind of like AP, but we do more work, lots of written material. Yeah, it's like AP plus. (laughs) Yes. Um, So my teachers basically said, oh, just do all of your written work for IB and you're done. So um, right when COVID started, it was pretty much just independent work from that point on.
1: You're an RA in the dorms?
0: Unfortunately, I should say, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jared's laughing. Um, how often do you have to tell people to turn it down?
0: Um, <laughs> so, uh, trying to figure out how to answer this. <laughs> well,
1: because... I'm just trying to figure out how much, you know, how much music is happening in the dorms. You know, I don't know how much dorm life is the same as are it you... was for me all those years ago.
2: Katie, are you in Northlake?
0: Yes, I'm in Northlake RA. Okay, okay. Um. So for me, I don't have to do that very often because while I do hear people bang into their music, um, it's, we have quiet hours in the dorm, so it's not within those time frames. Understood. So I can let people have their fun, but sometimes, like the apartment next door to me, they'll have karaoke parties. So I'll just hear someone singing, um, someone singing a song from the musical Mamma Mia <laughs> while I'm doing my homework, and it's, it, it's fun.
2: Northlake is a lot more chill than South Village. Oh, definitely. Sure.
1: <laughs> um, journalism. Always the way you were heading, like in high school and everything. Did you know you were going to pursue a journalism degree?
0: So in high school, at the beginning, I've always thought, I always thought that I would do a career in music because I love, I love performing and engaging with audiences so much. But I took one music theory class and decided, nope, not for me, just because there's so much math involved and I, like, I... I have a strong respect for people who can do math, but it's just not my forte, not something I wanted to spend a lot of time studying and pouring myself into. So after that, I thought, okay, what else? So I thought about teaching. Maybe I would like that, interacting with students, kind of performing in a way as you teach lesson material. But then I thought, hmm, I know teachers who do the same thing every day. They teach for 20-some years. And to me, that just sounds boring, the repetition of it, of it all. So I thought the next best thing might be journalism because it, it would allow me to do something new every day. It would allow me to continuously learn. Um, and I would be able to interact with people and be able to do things like perhaps TV news if I wanted to, if I wanted to get into that and just um, aspects of performing that I really liked from, from choir.
1: That's a pretty good description of journalism. You know, we get to learn new things every day. We every day is different. We get to interact with a lot of people. Um, TV news. What about radio? How have you found radio? Have you done any radioing yet?
0: I've done one piece <laughs> for radio. Um, I have so much respect, so much respect for people who do radio for a living, because it's it's hard trying to get your voice to sound just right trying to speak just slow enough so people understand. I'm sure I will be cringing after I listen to myself in this radio piece.
1: Uh, no, you sound just like you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you mentioned earlier the Mississippi Center for Investigative Reporting thing. So we had Jerry Mitchell, who's the director of that, on this show, and then somehow he got connected with you. How did that all come about? And that's really exciting, right?
0: Yeah, no, I'm thrilled. Um, so a few weeks ago when he came to speak at FGCU, I guess, at his Mississippi Center for Investigative Reporting, he chooses interns each summer from universities, usually big names like New York University, Columbia, you know, big name journalism schools where there's a big journalism program and students are really, really good at journalism. Not that they're not really, really good at journalism here, but, I mean, when you think of, oh, what journalism school should I go to? FGC usually isn't at the top of somebody's list. So... Jerry Mitchell came to speak at FGCU a few weeks ago, and he told my professors that he had a great experience being here. He had a great experience speaking, and he wanted an intern from FGCU. So, some of the professors from the journalism from the journalism department here talked for a little bit, um, just asking themselves who they want to be an intern. And so, they one of the professors texted me, and she's like, "Katie, I have an opportunity for you." Um, So she had me check out the Mississippi Institute's um, website, just seeing the articles that students in the past have curated. And she, Professor Milner and Professor Walter, who who runs the Democracy Watchdog Program, asked me, hey, we have this internship available. We have a donor who's willing to pay you well for studying journalism there. Do you want it? And I said, hell yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Will that uh, interrupt your schooling here at all? Or is that just all during the summer? So then you just come back here and pick back up?
0: Yeah, no, it'll just be 10 weeks over the summer. So I'm thrilled. I'm shocked that there wasn't even an application process for it. But um, it just goes to show, for me at least, the the benefits of attending a university with with a small program. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to apply. They just – my professors recognize my work and they're like, oh – you could be. You could be good for this.
1: Opportunities like that. It's about being in the right place at the right time and having done the right work beforehand. So they thought of you first, and so congratulations.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Ever been to Mississippi? I have not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a, It's an interesting state.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I've heard Jackson, where I'll be staying, is like a big small town. So very. Very small town vibes, but everyone knows each other and i'm I'm looking forward to that environment
1: cool um, before we get to your second song, uh, do you have any musical of have you, have you done anything musical on campus here? have you been in the concerts have you anything like that since you've been a student?
0: um no, not early again um, time is limited and trying to juggle um, my studies and my internship and a part-time job on top of a so- social life um, it's been difficult, so it's hard finding time outside of that to go to performances or be involved in music, um, things like that.
1: Sometimes they're right on campus. Yeah. Right, Jared?
2: Yeah, just like uh, <laughs> last Thursday was the <laughs> <laughs> Eagle Radio Music Festival, which uh, a lot of local artists uh, came down and performed and stuff for like a few hours. Yeah, it was it was a great time. And, you know, uh, you said s- – also maintaining a social life, I immediately said to myself, what's social life, right?" Because, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, journalism students, we we have a lot of work uh, on our plates and stuff. But you know, it's always nice to take a break every once in a while. But yeah, there's there's a lot of cool opportunities. There, uh, Wiz Khalifa was here on campus on Saturday.
0: Yeah, I saw that. You no, know,
2: like there's Who? a lot. Of, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> some some like a uh, rapper now that's popular nowadays. Mm. mm. I didn't go.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. yeah uh okay well it is
1: time for your second song alrighty this is I'm gonna say it first so you don't have to look it up oh
0: thank you this <laughs> is the
1: fisherman's song we all need love right
0: yeah so you don't have to play all of it I believe it's like an eight minute song
1: it's eight minutes and 39 seconds yes yeah. <laughs> we we've gone.
2: We play like what longer songs?
0: Really? Yeah. yeah.
1: Why don't you pull it up in audition so you can just play like the first minute and a half and then the last minute and a half. Okay, stand by. Um so is there a story you'd like to tell first or how do you want to handle this?
0: Yeah, I can tell a story first. Um, so in high school, one of the most influential people in my life was an English teacher who I had um, my freshman year of high school. And there was just something about this guy like you knew that he you knew that he knew something that you wanted to know and you didn't necessarily know what that was, but you knew that you needed to know more. And because of that, students would go to his room um, early in the morning, like at 6.30, just to hang out with him. Um, and he would share snippets of his life, um, philosophical snippets from literature, things that he'd he been reading. Um, and he just learned a lot about life and how to manage life by being around him. Um, so I started hanging out in, in his room Um, mornings before school my freshman year and kept kept through it all throughout my senior year of high school right before COVID started Um, and for me he would play songs to teach me something that he wanted me to learn and this song the Fisherman's song has to do with forgiving people and um, learning how to push through life even when you're hurt even when people when people go against your beliefs and for me, that had to do with the with the way I was raised, with my parents being divorced and basically having to raise myself from the time I was eight because my parents were just dealing with a lot. So he played this song for me to teach me how to forgive and how to love despite my uh, my human wants of not wanting to do that at times.
1: What was his name? Or what is his name?
0: Yeah, his name is Thomas Major.
1: Thomas Major. Well, let's listen to this in honor of Thomas Major. <laughs> I had an English teacher in high school that was really important to me, too. Jane Renfro. If you're listening, she's probably not. <laughs> um, all right. This is the Fisherman's Song, We All Need Love, by May, released in 2017. We I like that.
0: Yeah, so um, <laughs> the, 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 the meat of the song, of course, is in the middle, um, but the song is about... Um, this songwriter who needs inspiration to write a song, so he goes down to the beach and meets a fisherman who offers to take him on a ride on his boat. Um, and on that boat, while the songwriter is frantically trying to come up with ideas, this um, this fisherman offers him a bit of advice. And in the, in the middle of the song, um, if I can just find the lyrics, the songwriter just kind of Talks to the fisherman and tells him what's going on, what's going on. And the advice the fisherman gives um, is as follows. So he says, I like to give you, I like to give you just a little something. And you may think it's nothing on first listen. In In the time it takes for you to make love, you can break love, waste love, and throw it all away. But all you need is faith and hope will bring a brighter day. And every time you love, let it lift someone else up. So for me, um, that part especially resonated deep. And um, along with that, faith has been a really huge part of my life. This English teacher is Christian. And in these lyrics, it just kind of reminded me, despite how bad things get, despite um, how much I just kind of wanted to hate people who had hurt me um, significantly, like, my parents divorcing, like, that's not, that's not fun. These lyrics just, um, just reminded me to, um, these lyrics just reminded me to hope and um, just to be reminded that all this will come to pass and there's more on the horizon if I just, if I just wait. And I know that sounds incredibly cheesy.
1: No, but- it doesn't. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Not here in this environment with me. Um, Do you stay in touch with him?
0: Um, He's an incredibly busy person, so I'll visit him sometimes when I visit home, but not really.
1: If he knew you were doing a show where we asked you to pick three songs that bring back a memory that's important to you, would he be surprised that this song was it?
0: Oh, definitely.
1: Yeah? Was he that kind of inspiration for lots of students, or was it particular to you?
0: Um yeah he was that inspiration for a lot of students. Um one of his students ended up being ended up majoring in English because of this teacher and he wants to be an English teacher so he can kind of replicate I guess what Thomas major did for his students. Hmm.
1: Um in your bio your little short bio it says you like reading classic literature. Like what?
0: Um I love The Scarlet The Scarlet Letter, The Great Gatsby. Um I love um, East of Eden, just like hardcore classics and War of Peace is actually one of my favorites. I read it in high school. War and Peace? Yes, I read it in high school just to be able <laughs> to say that I've read War and Peace because that's just a huge flex, I think. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I ended up really enjoying it and while parts of it are incredibly boring, um, other parts of it speak deeply to the human nature, just expressing things we all deal with like is, is there a god and um How do I go on if I lose everything? just things of that nature. Um, so it resonated a lot with me.
1: Um, do you I mean you you're obviously a writer to some degree because you do journalism. Have you done any writing on your own terms as far as poetry or short fiction or anything like that?
0: Um, I used to before I um, tried to focus directly on journalism through my internship and the program and everything, but um, I used to love doing poetry and writing short stories when I had time. Mm.
1: Concerts? Been to any concerts? Not recently. In your life?
0: In my life, yes.
1: Okay, talk about your concerts. Do you have a peak concert experience that you've been to?
0: Um, there's this Christian band called Run Collective who go, um, who go go all out. Like they do different genres of Christian music, like like acoustic, rock. Um, So I went to a few of their concerts in Cleveland, which was really really fun. Like they have like bubbles, and at some time, at, at some point, they'll bring out these uh, these strictly Irish instruments and just jump up and down and um, put them on display for the crowd.
1: Any other concerts you can remember?
0: Um, I've been to a few Broadway shows. Oh yeah. Um, so I got to see like in on Broadway. On Broadway and off Broadway. So on Broadway, on a choir tour, we got to see School of Rock. Because one of my director's former protégés from the Cleveland area was starring in that musical. So he's like, hey, guys, let's go on a performance tour to to Broadway. Um, So we got to see her in that, which was a really cool experience. And then in Cleveland, I've gotten to see a few things. Um, Most notable was Phantom of the Opera. Hmm.
1: Have you ever seen the movie School of Rock?
0: I've seen bits and pieces of that.
2: Bits and pieces?
0: Jack Black. Yeah.
2: What are you shaking your head for, Jared? (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean that's I think that's required reading. It's a great movie. Jack Black is phenomenal.
1: Uh, do you have a dream uh act or band or musician that you would love to see live someday?
0: Ooh, that's that's a really good question. Um
1: Once you have time.
0: Once I have time. <laughs> the main point. Um ch- ch- trying to think. I guess Kelly Clarkson would be cool, but um yeah, nothing in particular.
1: Do you watch TV?
0: Uh a little bit. <laughs>
1: like like TV TV, not Netflix, not Amazon. Oh, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you watched the Grammys. They, oh, okay, I, didn't. I heard they were I heard on the news last night, uh, that that happened last night.
0: Oh. Yeah, I want to know.
1: <laughs> uh, so uh, th- th- you've seen some Broadway shows. Yeah. Um, have you seen? You haven't seen anything since you've been here, then I, I'm guessing.
0: Not in person, no.
1: Yeah. Uh, when you say not in person, do you mean you like watch them online or something like that?
0: Uh, well, Disney has a few on well Disney Plus. So. Hamilton. Hamilton Newsies.
1: You've seen Hamilton, uh, the, uh, the 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 TV show version. Yes. Yes. What <laughs> would you think?
0: Um, hey, it's it's good. Very well done.
1: Did you watch it more than once?
0: I have not yet.
1: Okay, I'm just trying to suss out. See, I haven't seen it yet, so mm. I'm trying to determine whether
2: I should see it or not.
0: I mean, hey, I think everyone needs needs to see it at least once.
2: Mike, you've been you've been asking so many people who bring up Hamilton about really? it, and it's, that's been going on for a while.
1: No, I'm just teasing the audience. Got it. Like, <laughs> one day like, I'll come in and I'll that's all I'll talk about for like four <laughs> episodes. I'm afraid of that. Um, okay, it is time for your third song. okay. this is a Doris Day song.
0: Yes, What's sentimental the, journey How'd
1: that come about?
0: Yeah, so this was another song that I got to do in choir um, but the song overall just um, just kind of epitomized my hopes to move away from Cleveland, Ohio and build a life um, build a life of my own, which um, it's become that here just I moved to Florida without knowing anyone so I really had to build a life on my own just forming connections and figuring out what it meant um, to be away from everyone and everything that I had known before. I hadn't even visited Fort Myers before I moved in. So the song, Sentimental Journey, it um, it comforted me as I realized what I was about to embark on and I know many students come here without knowing anyone or anything but it's it's a really impactful experience so um i had a few crutches i leaned upon and those crutches were primarily in the form of music and books just reminding me that this has been done before and while i was scared i i wasn't alone
1: so you were literally listening to this song having those thoughts as you headed toward us
0: as i drove down to fort myers from Cleveland.
1: Wow. Okay, well, let's listen to it through that lens. That's fantastic. This is uh, Katie Fogarty's third and final song here on Three Song Stories today. It's Sentimental Journey by Doris Day from the 1965 album Doris Day's Sentimental Journey.
2: Sentimental Journey
1: What's the biggest surprise that Fort Myers has given you?
0: Mm, Great question. What's the biggest surprise Fort Myers has given me? I don't know.
1: How small it is?
0: Yeah, how small (laughs) it is, I guess. But I don't know. I've just been, you know, school keeps you busy. Um, But the song Sentimental Journey, um, throughout the song, I just think about how Fort Myers has slowly been becoming my home. Because of, all, because of all the wonderful people I've been able to meet and everything I've been able to do between academics, journalism, work.
1: Could you imagine living here? Like after college, if you got like, you know, if you got hired by a local news station.
0: Uh, Perhaps. Uh, I've been working on a story about affordable housing in Southwest Florida. So um, housing isn't entirely affordable. So it all it all depends.
1: Yeah, you're telling me. Um, Okay, (laughs) so you haven't listened to the show before, so you don't know what you're in for. We're going to throw some stuff at you that might be kind of weird. So just be ready. Okay. cool. Um, Do you have a nickname that has stuck over the course of your life?
0: Um, not a nickname that has stuck. No.
1: Do you have a nickname that somebody tried to stick?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, people called me KK.
1: KK. Okay, <laughs> KK. Um, uh, do you have any TV theme songs that you know the words to that if we played it on YouTube, we could all sing it together?
0: TV theme songs. I, could, I don't think I, I don't was going to say do. I'm not
1: sure you're you know the TV shows back in the day had like theme songs that everybody knew but these days they don't really and you can skip the intro because it's Netflix or whatever right so you don't have any darn okay <laughs> if you were a championship wrestler what music would you enter the arena on
0: mm, probably we are the champions
1: okay are you a queen fan in general
0: I mean, not a diehard Queen fan, but Queen does have some some spectacular music.
1: What would your wrestler name be?
0: Ooh. Mm. That's a really good question. Let me start by asking you what your wrestler name would be, Mike, so I can get some ideas. Uh, My
1: wrestler nickname would be uh, Meathead the Great.
0: Meathead the Great? Why?
1: Uh, Because my nickname since childhood is Meathead. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's a true story. Your turn. See, I My did turn. it. My
0: oh, yeah. turn. <laughs> um, pff, I have no idea.
1: Okay. That's a great name. That's a great name. I have no I have, idea. I have yes. no idea. Here comes. how I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you can answer this question either, but I'm going to try. If you were a cocktail or a drink of some kind, what would it be?
0: Ooh, um, tequila sunrise.
1: Okay. Can you customize it somehow to make it your own?
0: Uh yes. Add different. Add different citrus fruits, limes, oranges, lemons. Okay.
1: What would it be called?
0: What would it be called?
1: And it can't be I don't know again.
0: No, uh, darn. Uh, probably. I'm too busy to give it a name. No. Um, can we just go with the Katie?
1: Yes. Okay. The Katie. The Katie. Um, if you had to guess, what would you say is the song that you've listened to the most times?
0: Ooh. Song that I've listened to the most times. See... Before I had Spotify Premium, um, I would usually listen to the same song over and over again on YouTube um, if I really, really liked it. So I'd go through, I'd go through stages, just through stages. I would listen to it once just to see if I liked it, and if I really liked it, I would listen to it over and over and over again. And if I was so obsessed with with the song, I would try to play it on guitar and sing it myself. Um, so the last song I think I did that with. Um was probably a song called Slaves by Penny and Sparrow.
1: You play guitar?
0: A little bit, yes.
1: What kind of guitar do you
0: got? Uh acoustic. Uh
1: steel string, nylon string. Steel string. Are you any good?
0: No. <laughs> but I enjoy playing.
1: <laughs> but good enough that you can kind of learn the basic chords of a song and and play along with yourself a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Um song you wish you could hear again for the first time.
0: Mm that's a really good question too um trying to think Mm. maybe the prayer by josh groban and charlotte church Hmm. why um it's a beautiful italian it's a beautiful italian english ballad and it's just i don't know like it's 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 just so beautiful. I wish I could listen to it with with fresh ears. Hmm.
1: Um are there any songs that you'll avoid listening to? Kind of because a you don't like the song or whatever, but more importantly because it'll remind you of something that you don't want to be reminded of.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Maybe some certain songs from the 70s that my dad would play for me. Well, my dad's a wonderful character. Um we've been We've, we've been through it. Um, so just songs that he played for me when I was little, I try to avoid whenever I can.
1: Okay. Um, if you could broadcast a song into the head of every human on earth simultaneously, which would it be?
0: Ooh. Mm. Let me think. It's got to be something beautiful, just something, something that will make people cry. Um, <clears throat> I mean, Ave Maria is a classic Okay. This beautifully done. Okay.
1: Um you have a favorite band or musician of all time?
0: Of all time? Ooh. Um I really hmm. You got me there. Um I like I like Rent Collective a lot, an Irish Christian band I was telling you about earlier.
1: Okay. Um we threw this at you relatively – most people have more time to think about this than <laughs> you did. Um, what was the process that you used to come up with these three songs? Like, can you just talk a little bit about – did they come to mind immediately? Did you have to – You know, how did that work?
0: Yeah, so I tried to think of key events that have happened to me in my life to try to narrow it down to a few stories. Um, so for me, key events have to do with um, the mentorship of my English teacher throughout high school who um, – Pretty much gave me the skills that I needed um, to do life. Now, just ha- how to handle conflicts, um, how to deal with people, how to be a, how to be a good writer, how to ask people questions, how to be curious. Um, that was that was a big part. Another part um, was just my love for traveling and co- my experiences with choir. So um, that's why I told you about um, my time in Ireland with choir doing that, and then. Um, just moving down here from Ohio, because while I may not have elaborate stories like many of the older folk who you might interview, um, to me, that was a big change. And I'm still learning what it means to be an adult and go through, go through college and to figure out what I want to do full time. Um, and everyone deals with that. But to me, it's a big deal while I'm going through it, because right now I have to figure out what am I passionate about? What do I want long term? What steps can I take now to set me up for the rest of my life? And I only have a few years to do that. So um, it's been a lot.
1: Was there a fourth song that you wanted to put on the list or did you just get to the three and that was, and that was it?
0: Yeah, I just got to the three.
1: I'm gonna, we'll, we'll stick with the same question. What would your 14 year old self think of who you are today?
0: I would be really proud of who I am today. I would have never thought thought that I'd be interning with NPR um, this soon in college. I would have never thought I'd be able to be so confidently independent. Um, and yeah, I've just done a, done a lot that I think 14-year-old me could never fathom, such as Calling so many people per week for interviews, for reporting, um, and making new friends, and getting involved with different organizations and different facets of the community in Fort Myers just to get myself out there.
1: Um, were you familiar with NPR before you got here? I was not. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering. Well, have you done any listening? I mean, have, do you listen to NPR, like our station at all? Or Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. What do you think of it? I mean that's fantastic. What can I say? There's only r- one right answer to that, but in all all honesty, in all honesty, um, everything's so well done, well researched, well questioned. Um, it's great.
1: Cool. Um, okay. Well, it is time for you to recommend three people. Do you have those people in your head? I do. Who are they?
0: Lynn Milner from the she's FGC. been on the show. What, really? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, she was one of our first guests, actually. No way. Yeah. That's so so cool. now you got to broaden your search.
0: Okay, three people. Um, probably, um, forget his last name, Joey from one of my classes. He has a great news reporter voice. Um, Joseph Hall. Yes, jo- Sorry, he's, yes, he's been on Hall. the show. What?
2: <laughs> he, he's he's my song guy for Razzle Dazzle. Of course, he's been on the show.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Um, Michael Donlin.
2: He's been on. He's been on.
0: What? Okay.
2: Um, you need to listen to his. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> Linz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh Courtney Satkowski.
1: Okay. I don't recognize that name. Okay.
0: Um she's the uh she founded uh she founded Hunting for a Cure, um, this nonprofit. She's a professor here at FGCU and um on her Instagram story all the time she'll post different country songs or different indie songs okay. that she's been listening to. So I think she would be um a really good person to interview. Um another person would be uh Kaesuiko. Mm. Uh she's a uh, her her focus is in Asian style playwriting. One of my roommates. <laughs>
1: okay, cool.
0: Um and a third person <sighs> trying to think. Um Glenn Miller.
2: Been on the show. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> he
2: actually um mentioned me in his episode. What? Coincidentally, before he was even here. Yeah. No way. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: So cool. Sorry,
2: um, we've hit all the good people.
0: No, you're good. I mean, <laughs> hey, good for you guys. Um Give me a sec. People are run through my mind. Um Noah Brown, he uh he's done a few uh He's done a few uh, rap songs on Spotify. I don't listen to rap, but he's also a student here and might have some good ideas.
1: Sounds good. Just when this comes out, just at least tell them that you're on it and that you mentioned them. Okay. Okay. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with?
0: Um, No, just thank you for having me on the show. This has been fun. And I don't know if I'll listen to it because, you know, when you listen to your own voice, it's never the most fun thing in the world you gotta get
1: used to it it takes time eventually you will eventually you will well thank you katie so much
0: thank you mike
1: we make three song stories in the studios of WGCU Public Radio on the campus of Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, Florida. Richard Chenqui is co-creator and producer. Tara Callaghan is online content producer and host. Chris Duffis is our executive producer. And our theme song was made by Dave, Dave, Dave Cowan and Stick Martin at Monkey House Studio in St. Pete. For this week's Parting Tune, we're going back a year to episode 161 with retired Judge Hugh Starnes. His second song story was about a time when he took a group dance lesson with his wife and some friends and that didn't really amount to much but then a few months later his wife decided to take it to the next level so he did too and dance then became central to their lives for a while
3: and then one day a few months later Judy came in and she said well I've signed up for 10 dance lessons you can do it or not it's up to you but I've, I've signed up with a male instructor Bruce Akioka it didn't take me long to figure out I think I'd better get to this program. (laughs) So I went in, and uh, Natalie Grondon was a female uh, instructor, and I started taking lessons from her. And that's the way you learn to dance. Understood. Sure, that makes sense. You you dance with a professional. But then Judy and I, as we learned, we then danced uh, together a lot. And we actually went and danced at some competitions Hmm. uh, together as amateurs. But I became familiar with uh, Pink Martini. Judy really picked it up. Just so much variety, such great music, such a great band. And then this one song, just I always loved, La Soledad. Keep listening.
0: Monday, Monday, Monday.
3: Next time on Three Song Stories.
1: Uh, And again, we, we talked earlier, the mustache comes and goes.